0: Hello, everyone. This is Paula. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. I hope that you and your family are well in this season, and you are staying safe and also staying home. So on this episode of the podcast, I wanted to take some time out to talk about the announcements made regarding the suspension of federal student loan payments, and I have our student loan expert for Clever Girl Finance and also the founder of Your Money Worth, Melissa Boutin, on this episode with me to go over the key highlights of the announcements and what you should know as it relates to the suspension. So we talked about what it means to you, what loans are suspended, what it means when they say that the interest is suspended. We talk about um, capitalization and The timelines associated to this notice. We go over what you should know if you are in a loan forgiveness program and more. And so this is an episode that you definitely want to tune into if you have federal student loans. And we also get into talking about what you can do as it relates to your private loans as well in this season. And if you don't know who Melissa is, Melissa has been on the podcast before. She is a part of the Clever Girl Finance team. She is a certified financial educator and a student loan expert who has paid off her own student loans. And she basically geeked out on figuring out how federal and private student loans work, and she continues to do so. And she's also the creator of the courses on Clever Girl Finance that teach you how to understand the way your federal and your private student loans work. So if you are trying to understand how those loan categories work, definitely head on over to clevergirlfinance.com. And if you missed the announcement, all 30 plus courses on the Clever Girl Finance website are free right now. This is our way of supporting all of you in this season, especially if you're looking for ways to work on your financial wellness, you want to improve your finances, and you just need support from an awesome community. So stop by, share it with anyone you think might need this resource. And again, I just want to encourage everyone to stay safe, stay strong, and know that we will get through this season. Finally, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you haven't yet subscribed and you like what you're listening to, please subscribe. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast episodes, and be sure to stop by the Clever Girl Finance website. We have tons of content as it relates to this season. Um, stop by our YouTube channel, and again, tell your best girlfriends, your friends, your colleagues, your acquaintances, if you're finding this information useful. So now, let's get into this episode. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Bula. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> yes. And I'm so glad that, you know, you and your family are safe, given the circumstances of what we're all dealing, dealing with right now. It's crazy.
1: Yes, it is. Um, it is very concerning. And um, like everyone else, I'm just trying to stay safe and keep my family safe and, um, you know, stay home
0: yeah that's really important for all of us to stay at home and just try to minimize the the rate at which this this virus is spreading, but you know we we also have a lot to be thankful for you know we're we're alive we're well, there are people who unfortunately don't have you know not are not in the same position as us, and I worry about those people a lot too, but I believe that this is gonna end soon, so we just have to stay hopeful yes, so it is. 6 30 a.m. in the morning (laughs) in case you're wondering why we sound like we're half asleep or what's going on with our voices it is because we're recording at the crack of dawn because since we're all staying home we have our kids (laughs) and sometimes when it comes to recording podcasts our kids do not let us be great (laughs) at all so we're gonna try to make this you know straight to the point quick <laughs> mm-hmm. before somebody wakes up. Yes. Um, but Melissa, you are our student loan expert at Cleb Finance and one of the trending topics as it relates to finances in this season has been around the federal student loan payment suspension and the information that the U.S. Department of Education put out there as it relates to suspending federal student loans going back to Uh, or retroactively back to March 13th and we actually put a post on Instagram and we had a number of questions which you you were able to provide tons of information for Um, and so I just wanted to use this time to go over some of those points and also ask you those questions or anyone who's listening to this that may not have all the information they need regarding these federal student loan payment suspensions so i'll just go over the points really quickly while you're here and you know just so that everybody knows what what to expect or what has been put in place by the Department of Education and the government. So about 85% of federal student loan payments, including direct federal loans and PLUS loans, are suspended until September 30th. And there was a question on Instagram about what a PLUS loan is, and that's the parent loan, correct? So there are
1: actually different types of PLUS loans. So one PLUS loan is a parent PLUS loan, and this is a loan where a parent or some other guardian um, actually signs as the owner of the loan to fund the studies of a student. Um, The other type of PLUS loan is a graduate PLUS loan or professional PLUS loan. And these are student loans that a person who is going to graduate school or professional school um, take out to fund their graduate studies. So there are two different types, but both of them um, do apply, the, the suspension does apply to them.
0: Yeah. And because there's still that 15% of loans that may not fall under this loan suspension, it's important that if you have a federal loan that you log onto your account or you call your servicer to confirm if you fall under this um, category of loan suspension. Um, so again, most people will get their loans suspended, but not everybody falls under this particular category. Um, and then the other point that was put out there was that suspensions include interest waivers, and they are automatic, but they may take time to reflect on your account. So I know that uh, student loan services, federal student loan services had been given the directive to have everything up to date with these changes by April 10th, which is today basically, but that may not be the case. And I know that when we posted this on Instagram, people were saying, well, you know, I still got a payment deducted um, from my account, et cetera. So, you know, the changes are retroactive to March 13th. 2020. And that means that if you made a payment since then, but you really need the funds for your essentials or whatever else it might be, you can actually request a refund. So Melissa, one of the big questions that people were asking was about student loan capitalization as it relates to the interest in the season and with the loan suspension, right? So I wanted to see if you could talk about that. So for example, people were asking Will any outstanding interest prior to March 13th be capitalized at the end of the sixth month? Or what happens um, with capitalization when you enter repayment with your loans again? So I wanted you to kind of talk about the impact this is going to have on capitalization and what people are thinking about as it relates to that.
1: So I will answer this in two parts. Um, one is that bear in mind that the the federal government owned student loans that have the interest waiver. Um, There will be no interest accruing during the six month period. So there's no interest to be capitalized once the waiver period ends. Um, The second part is outstanding interest that had already built up on your student loans. Um, It's not clear right now exactly what's going to happen with that interest, but based on, what I know right now, it shouldn't capitalize when the automatic suspension um, that is being given by the government now um, ends. What you have to be careful of is if, you call your servicer and say, hey, I want a forbearance, I want to suspend my loans, because there was some confusion initially when the proposals were being made at first, you know, on the news were reporting that you would have to call to actually enroll in this um interest suspension and waiver. So if you call and you say, I want to go into forbearance or I need to put my loans on pause, not realizing that this has been an automatic process, you may trigger a forbearance uh, where it would capitalize that outstanding interest at the end of that forbearance that you triggered by calling. But as of now, for the automatic suspension, The outstanding interest that you have should not capitalize, but I would say, you know, keep abreast and keep checking the studentaid.gov website or, you know, keep plugged into Clever Girl Finance um, as we get updates so you can find out if that changes.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, like you said, Melissa, those suspensions are automatically in place. However, if you feel confused about, you know, what's going on, you have questions, go to the studentaid.gov website or reach out to your servicer and ask questions if you're able to get a hold of them on the phone.
1: Yes, your service is, is a good, well, is really the place to go and ask questions about your student loan because you need to understand um, what types you have, um, whether all of your loans are getting the suspension and the interest waiver. So that's the best place.
0: Exactly. Because I know that um, in, in, on Instagram, a lot of people were complaining about how um, you know they had questions about um, how Naviant had taken deposits and being able to make updates to their account, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you're in that space where, you know, you have questions or, de- or deductions have been taken from your account, et cetera, definitely reach out to the Naviants to your service providers and ask them those questions. And if you need to ask them for that refund, like I said.
1: One other thing I would add is I would encourage everyone with a federal student loan or even private one is to right now, um, between today, over the weekend, I mean, we have time, we're staying home, log in to your um, student loan account, make sure they have your right, actually have the correct contact information on your account. Yeah, that's um, so, important. so that if, if they do need to reach you by email or phone um, or even mail, that they have the right um, contact information for you. The next thing I would say is, If you haven't already, um, check on what your current balance is, what is your current outstanding interest, and make note of that. And by the end of this month or the beginning of next month, um, even after speaking to your servicer, log in again to see that your balance hasn't increased, and that will kind of give you a confirmation that you know, the interest waiver applies to you and that you're on track. Um, right now, your services will be overwhelmed, I'm sure, with calls. But you can simply log in to just kind of do a check of where your loan stand, what your con- contact information is on, on on file, and look at the balance so that when you can log in again next month, you can see if everything looks um, on track.
0: That's such an excellent point, especially taking note of the interest right now and making sure that when you log in again next month and even the following month, I would check every month if I was you. um, (laughs) Making sure that interest has not changed. Listen, if they say it's going to be something, you have to make sure that what they said it's going to be is what it is.
1: (laughs) Even on the, you know, when we're not- Trust no one. We have to do that. Yes.
0: Yeah, because errors, you know, these are massive companies servicing millions of people, right? And there's bound to be errors. It's the same way we say that check your credit report, review your bills in detail when you get a, a bill from a lender or a service provider. There's a lot of errors. So you want to make sure that this is happening as expected. That's right. So, Melissa, the next point is about loan forgiveness. And what the um, U.S. Department of Education states is that if you are in a loan forgiveness program, you will still receive credit towards your forgiveness program as long as you are still working full time for a qualifying employer. And the language that they specifically use on studentaid.gov is if you have a direct loan loan, we're on a qualifying repayment plan prior to suspension and work full-time for a qualifying employer during suspension, then you'll receive credit towards PSLF for the period of suspension as though you made on-time monthly payments. So when we posted this on Instagram, again, there are a lot of questions like how am I going to get credit when I'm not making payments?
1: So again, um, like the guidance says on the studentaid.gov website, um, You don't have to make payments um, during the suspension. Um, Again, assuming that you are properly enrolled in the PSLF program, your loans are, and that your employment qualification is maintained during this period. So um, that should be automatic. However, like we just mentioned, um, after the end of this six-month period, you should again log in or contact your servicer to confirm that the six months where you weren't making payments um, does count towards your your eligibility and that you you continue to be on track. So at this point, um, you shouldn't worry um, that the suspension would take you off course, but again, you have to verify on the back end. Um, Also on this point, I would say, Many people believe that they were already properly enrolled and untracked for um, public student loan forgiveness, and that might not be the case. Um, the language that Bola just read, you know, specifically says that you were in a qualifying repayment plan and that you have um, qualifying employment that is maintained. Um, One thing that they didn't mention is that you have to make sure that your loan is actually the right type of loan, um, the direct loan, um, and that you have verified your employer previously as a qualifying employer. So I would say even if you've done these things, again, take this time to check that you are properly enrolled in PSLF, PSLF. you can, again, log into your servicer or um, studentaid.gov. Actually, every federal student loan borrower can log into studentaid.gov, and it actually has um, the most up-to-date information or tools that you can use to actually check your, um, whether you are on track for PSLF Um, they actually have a new PSLF tool that's on the website and because studentaid.gov has all the data of federal student loans when you use that tool and you log in it can actually pull up the loans that you have outstanding and they would actually say well this loan there's a check mark okay it's eligible for PSLF this loan it's Um, One of the older loans that are not a direct loan, actually, this one is not eligible for PSLF. So take this time to double check if you are enrolled properly and maybe what you might need to do to get enrolled properly in PSLF. And if you are, um, just keep monitoring your account um, during the suspension and after.
0: Okay. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, so I'll go over the next uh, couple of points that we had shared, uh, which are also really important, and it's around collections and defaulted loans, et cetera. So collections on defaulted federal loans, including wage and tax refund garnishments, are put on hold through September 30th. And that also means that any defaulted loans will not accrue interest. And the Department of Education is also refunding any garnishments made since March 13th. So just to, you know, again, it's it's all retroactive back to March 13th, right? So if you've had garnishment, you've had a payment taken after March 13th, then you can request a refund for a payment that you've had taken. But then if you had um, wage garnishment, that is being refunded. And then as Melissa said, you can also call your loan servicer to confirm which of your federal loans are legible. Like again, it might be hard to get them on the phone, but this is really important for you to know. So if it means, you know, putting your phone on speakerphone and stepping aside to do other things while you're waiting, it's okay to do that too. And then even though if you fall under that 15% of um, people who their federal loans are not eligible or if you have a private student loan for example many servicers that don't fall into this category um, that the u.s department of education is talking about many of those servicers have established s- uh, separate programs for non-eligible loans but you have to look into it so if it's a separate program outside of this don't assume anything is automatic go into your account log into the website um, go to your services website um, call them and ask them, hey, coronavirus is happening. I have student loans facing financial difficulty. What are the options? And not just what are the options, if I decide to enter any of these options, how does this impact my credit, right? That's important to ask.
1: Yes, that's key. And you know, because um, while your your payments are suspended for the federal government, it shouldn't um, be reported
0: as negative. Yeah, I, I think so, the uh, the language that they, they have on the website is that basically they're pausing on everything, yes. pausing on the interest, pausing on collections, pausing on garnishments, pausing on um, actions taken on defaulted accounts, including remarks to your credit report. Yes. Um, but for your private loans and any loans that don't fall under this category of suspension um don't make a don't assume until you call to specifically confirm
1: yes and if you do enroll you know keep all your documentation of um what you're enrolling in the type of relief and um you know when it ends and keep checking your account too again errors can occur where you're told that you're not supposed to be reported as negative and it is, you know, simply, you know, keep tracking your account and just call them if there's any correction that needs to be made.
0: And then the final point, Melissa, is, you know, um, basically we said on Instagram that if you are able, you can keep paying your loans, right? However, auto debits are going to be suspended, uh, or they should have been suspended by April 10th, which is today. And so if you want to make payments and you're unable to do them online, manually, you may need to contact your servicer as well to make those manual payments. So if you still want to keep making payments, if you have your emergency fund set, you're still working, you're okay in this season, and you just want to catch up on paying your loans, given the fact that any payment you make right now is going to be hitting your principal in its entirety, then you can go ahead and do that that, but don't assume that the the uh, the amounts are going to be automatically taken from your account. Or you may need to take some manual action to get that done. So, Melissa, the question that a lot of people asked in the comments on Instagram was, "Well, should I keep paying my loans? I'm still working. You know, I don't know what to do. Should I pay another? Should I focus on paying that another debt that has?" high interest still associated to it since my federal loans have their interests paused for the next six months? um, What do I do?
1: So what I would say is um, first, the loans that are even um, having their interest waived. So if you have federal loans where the interest is being waived, first, maybe take a look at if you have outstanding interest that, your previous payments um, weren't paying down or had built up during a previous period of forbearance or deferment. Uh, because if you do have outstanding interest, while your payments are suspended, um, when you make payments, it would actually go to cover outstanding interest first before it's applied to your principal. Um, this is especially true or especially key for people who are not enrolled in PSLF. Even if you're in an income-based repayment plan, um, if you're not enrolled in PSLF, um, you know, that interest doesn't go away at least for 25 years. So if if you have your, your payment plan and your payoff plan for your student loans and the interest is being waived, maybe the first place to start would be to pay down outstanding interest so that when your payments start after six months, um, you would have less interest there um, that you have to tackle. Um, the second thing is, If you have other um, student loans, private student loans that are still accruing interest, um, it it, it is a smart move to reallocate the funds going to your federal student loans that are getting the interest waiver um, to kind of get ahead on paying on your private student loans. Um, Generally, um, even when we're not in a pandemic and when they're not giving these sweeping Um, concessions on federal student loans, it is usually best to focus on paying off your private student loans um, over your federal student loans just because they have less um, options for deferment or forbearance and they don't offer income-based repayment plans in periods where you have a drop in income or your income just isn't um, high enough to make a full standard repayment. So If you have private loans, that would be the next place to start. Maybe reallocate those funds so you can make headway there. And once um, your student loan payments start again, um, you would be ahead because while you reallocated those funds towards the private student loans, you weren't incurring any additional interest on your federal student loans. And of course, if you have credit cards um, that usually have the highest interest, um, you can make some headway there or alternatively, um, you can use the funds that you don't have to send to your federal student loans on suspension um, to beef up your emergency fund if you don't have or to use for the essentials that you might need right now.
0: Yeah, and this this situation of student loan suspension is something that will probably never happen again, right? It's unique to something that has never happened before, which is a global pandemic. And I think that if you're caught up with your interest payments, um, and you're in this space where you are trying to get your finances organized, um, it's okay to pause payments on those student loans if you're still employed, and just focus on emergency savings right now. You know, focus on paying down that high interest credit card debt, focus on using these six months of payments, which I'm sure if you add them up, comes out to a lot of money. Use this to get yourself ahead with your finances, with your backup savings, especially that emergency fund, if you can, um, because it can help to make all the difference if you face a job loss or you have your income cut or for whatever reason. I've been reiterating it to everybody I talk to is that this season, you know, the goal here is to focus if you're still employed, focus on Your essentials and putting money aside. If you're not employed, the goal here is to focus on getting your essentials in place and minimize minimizing the amount of debt that you take on. And in those two scenarios, everyone should be focusing on getting their finances in order. You know, um, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, "Well, it's too late. It's already happened. Things are already happening." You know, it's better late than never. And this opportunity where your loans are suspended and interest is suspended and all these things are happening is a perfect opportunity, in my opinion.
1: I agree, and and I would add that even if, if you don't have an income, um, it's, still, it's still worth it to even just get organized. Um, download your statements. See where you really stand, um, even though you might not be in a place where you can change um, the picture that you're looking at right now. Just knowing is helpful because once you know this pandemic goes away and um, you know you're able to work again or in get, get income, at least you know where you stand. You may also you know come across maybe subscriptions that you still have um, being charged to your your debit or credit card, um, just taking the time to look at your, your finances. Um, if you, if you have a family, you know, sitting down together to go over that, um, using this time to really see where you stand is helpful. Even if you don't have the funds, um, right now to, to put any plan in place, but, plan, but getting organized and trying to put a plan in place for when things get better is also going to be so helpful.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you, Melissa. And I would definitely encourage you, you know, we are sharing based on what we, um, the information that we gather from the U.S. Department of Education and the um, studentaid.gov website, specifically their announcements around the impact of coronavirus. But for any up-to-date information, for any new announcements, for any changes, head on over to that website. I'll put in the show notes and browse the information. They also have a really fantastic Q&A section where they're answering all kinds of questions from, you know, I'm about to graduate to I stopped going to school middle of the semester because of coronavirus to questions that parents and guardians have, a ton of questions that they have answered on the site. And I think they're continuing to answer as people um, bring up different scenarios as it relates to their own personal federal student loan. So it's a great resource. And again, like Melissa said, log into your accounts, confirm this is happening for you, make a note of your interests and don't just disappear from your still own account until September 30th. <laughs> I would log in every month um, if I were you, just to make sure that things are going according to what, you know, has been said. Definitely. So Melissa, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate this. Um, I'm going to let you get back to your son and stay safe. Yes, you too. And
1: everyone listening, um, just stay safe and hold your families tight as you can.
0: So I hope you guys have found the information that we shared in this episode useful. And as we mentioned, if you need to, please, please reach out to your servicers for confirmation of anything that you may be unsure of and head on over to the studentaid.gov website for more information. And as I stated, I will put that link in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back with a new episode soon and please stay safe.